Psalm 103, verses 1, 2, and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Then he repeats it, and then he says, and forget not all his benefits. And uh, praise is very much linked not only to the character of God, but the thanksgiving 
aspect starts when we start to remember those things that he does for us. Um, and then it becomes thanksgiving. So we thank him for his benefits. We praise him for who he is. And we thank him for all his benefits. And the two main benefits that sums them all up says he forgives all of my sins and he heals um, all of my diseases. So uh, just um, while we're waiting, Johanna's going to just stay here with me for a couple of moments and uh, then we're going to launch into praise and worship. But uh, given the, the meeting tonight, the message tonight, uh, uh, a title, but um, I want you to get something ready to have communion together with us. And uh, just while Johanna was worshiping, I felt like, doing this and showing you the elements, the bread and the cup. And then I found I needed to say this. Here's to your health and here's to your blessing. And here's to your prosperity. It's what Jesus did for us. Amen. And so right towards the end, we're going to break bread together, drink of the cup together, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus. So just very quickly, um, welcoming. Um, we've got people um, down in, um, where is it? La Gala's watching us. Rihanna Farid. Of course, we've got Belinda Benny Buerta watching us. Fanny Brandt, Brandt. Thank you very much for watching. I really appreciate you. Pietrus Alberts, my brother. So good. Uh, we've been friends for so many years. Thank you. Maureen Machlopi, thank you for watching. Loan Neil and uh, Dave Rousseau. Uh, we're glad that you're there with us. And then Anungla uh, Logan, thank you for joining us. Uh, Ashad Stepanian, my very good friend from Yerevan in Armenia, uh, joining us tonight. And then Pastor Nadim Salim is watching us. I guess it's either Pakistan or India. We bless you. Thank you so much, Wilma Deploy. Thank you very much for watching. And Hannes Creel, thank you for joining us tonight. Now, the bottom left, if you look down over there, there's a little button that says share. So why don't you just hit it? And uh, that way, um, others then can join us. Um, those that follow Johan's ministry um, are watching. And uh, of course, over here, but why don't you just hit that share button and alert others and let them come in and join us for this communion, communion service tonight. We're going to launch into a little bit of praise and worship, but um, it would be so nice if you could just share with a few other people and, um, you know, that they could join us and watch us live. We've got a message. I believe it's a word. Um, for us tonight and uh, I'm going to just touch on a 10 points and then we're going to just you know divert and look at a few other things as well and uh, then we're going to break bread together we're going to drink of the cup together we're going to remember and Andre Blichner thank you for joining us Andre hit your share button Andre hit that button down there come on down there it says share dang 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 <laughs> hit those buttons and Share it and let everybody else join in with us as well. So um, we're going to um, break bread at the end. But just very quickly, I just need to um, announce that, remember, we are open. We are having services, two services, one at 8.45 a.m. and then the other one at 10.15 a.m. Short, sharp, powerful me uh, meetings. And uh, it was so glorious for us to be together this Sunday. We had um, you know, the allotted amount, first service, allotted amount, the second service. So uh, not this Sunday night, um, the coming week, but the following week, we're going to add an evening meeting. So we'll be having three services. And then we're going to have a look at um, some revival that is taking place right now. Um, and, and it's going to be really, really exciting. And that will be at 5 p.m. So not this Sunday, 
the following Sunday at 5 p.m. So today is the 10th, so 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. So it'll be like the 21st, Sunday the 21st. Okay, so don't forget you need to register to be at the services. And uh, what we will do is we'll email you your form. You can pre-fill in the form when you get to the door. All we're going to do is sanitize temperature. You're in into the Holy of Holies and we start worshiping the Lord. So really, really going to be so good. So don't forget about that. And then, of course, Friday night, this Friday night, we're continuing with our online prayer meeting, 7 p.m. I think we had in the region of 90 odd people praying together. Um, on Friday night at 7 p.m. Uh, It'll come up. It's on our Facebook. You join. It's a WhatsApp group. It's only limited for that hour. So you're not going to get pings and, you know, uh, notifications, um, you know, all week. It's only switched on for that hour. Then we switch it off for that hour. Then we post the prayer request and together we pray. And I'm really, really appreciating all of those that join. 90 people for one hour. That's 90 hours of prayer that we pray for our for one another, for our country, for our president, and uh, for the economy of the country and for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, personal needs as well. So really going to be good. So that's Friday night, 7 p.m. And then remember Sunday morning, uh, 8.45 and then 10.15 a.m. Two services. The following Sunday, we're going to have three, 8.45, 10.15 and 5 p.m. It's going to be glorious. So are we ready? Um, have you hit the share button? I see Stephen DeVere is watching with us. Thank you, Stephen. And uh, really glad that you're joining us over here. And uh, I'm going to ask Johan just to lead us in a couple more songs, lead us in about 10 minutes worship. But before we start, let's just pray. Father, we just want to thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that we can be together like this um, via, you know, this, uh, this platform, um, getting together digitally, and uh, that we can break bread together, that those separated by so many things, yet we are connected and joined by your precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that uh, we can commemorate, remember, participate in the breaking of bread and the taking of the cup, remembering the death, the resurrection, the life of Jesus Christ given that we might have life together. So bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. And we all agreed and said, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, since we started off with praise, uh, God has been really sharing with us about praise and putting on the garments of praise. So I, I took a liking in this song. And uh, I haven't done it very long, but I'm going to do it now. And you might know it, you might not know it, but this is a good song. Do what he said yeah. When I'm lost 
shepherd sings and tells me where to go. come to drag me down yes I just released that sound yeah. you dress me in joy I put on praise and you hide me in your wings now praise praise might be the only way I'm getting free praise sing when I got nothing left to say praise takes confusion puts it on the enemy Enemy. 
nothing left to say. Praise takes confusion, puts it on the enemy.
other words can say I need you more than ever before I need you Lord I need you Lord I need you Lord Well, it's good uh, to have 
Lisa Roots, Liz, thank you for joining us. Taste Camphir, Camphir, thank you for joining us. Penina Mandua, thank you for joining us. Derek, thank you for joining us. It's really good to have you. Tokozani, Simanga, thank you for joining us. Toko, it's good to have you with us. Rianda Fick, we really appreciate you being here. Andre Villun, just want to welcome you because I see you on so regularly and I just thought tonight it might be nice to try and welcome some of you by name and of course there's others watching and uh, um, we're going to share a little bit and a little bit later you'll know exactly when to come back Johan and uh, just to lead us in more worship but thank you so much appreciate you brother bless you and um, so I want to just touch on a, on something and um, we've, we've been going through this lockdown right from prior to Passover, right through the Passover Easter weekend, right through the 40 days appearance of Jesus, his ascension, the descent in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And now we've moved on a little bit. And last week I touched on the post-Pentecost community, the apostolic church, the community, what did it look like? And it's so well described in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 verse to 47, how they broke bread, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the breaking of bread, fellowship and prayer, uh, went around meeting in their homes, breaking bread, um, giving blessing one another. And that spiritual community was so powerful. But one of the things that have absolutely struck me during this period of time, as I've just gone in and done more study um, on the Passion Week and beyond, right through to Pentecost, um, is the absolute generosity of God in, in bringing us salvation. You know, when he didn't need to. You know, there's, there's, grace is one thing, but mercy is another. And uh, the love of God is above all of them. And so, oh my goodness, the absolute generosity of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Our God is a generous God and he blesses us according, um, abundantly according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Um, and, and that is supreme abundance, supreme generosity. Isn't it amazing in the parable of the prodigal son um, when the father split and um, up the inheritance and divided up the inheritance and gave the younger, the youngest son that inheritance. He went away and he squandered it. But when he came back, he was able to step right back in to his full inheritance without diminishing the inheritance of his older brother or more particularly the inheritance of his father. So listen, man, God is lavish. God is abundant. God is such a giving God. And uh, he is extremely generous and of generous spirit. And we see this reflected in, in that apostolic community, right after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it transformed those people. And one of the things, one of the things that happened was they became extremely generous. Now, uh, I'm not going to just limit it to finances, but I, I want to just touch on something because giving, um, you know, and especially giving our finances is, is central um, to the Bible because it is so much part of our lives. We need finances. And so finance and stewardship becomes one of the central themes of the Bible because it's by means of that that God blesses us. And, and um, you know, so he's given us the means of giving um, in order for us to be blessed. So, you know, it's really, really important for us to look at. But I just wanted to touch on um, a few points very quickly 
and, and, and there's 10 of them, but I'm going to fly through them because I want to, don't want this to take the time, but it would be well worth listening. And, and so generous people, the generosity that we saw reflected in the early church and we see in um, countless men of God right through the Bible. And of course, we've got, um, we've seen that recently in our own nation as well, where individuals, where people have given so generously uh, towards the relief of uh, the, the difficulties that would come um, regarding the, uh, the COVID-19 virus. And then, of course, a certain television um, channel went online and people were giving generously. Uh, children were giving pocket money. Elderly were giving out of their pension. That extreme generosity is something that blesses the heart of God. And so, and, and I'm talking to generous people. Everybody that I read out here and I greeted you all. I mean, you are all generous people. And so maybe I'm preaching to the converted, but I, I think it's well worth hearing. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things that Paul said, and I believe it was to the Colossian Christians, you know, talked about the fact that I've heard of your love, but may it increase more and more. And so, you know, if we are generous, praise God, but let our generosity increase. And so just a couple of things about generous people, generosity. And then I want to touch on about four things that for me, um, that, that this um, moves over into. Generous people often give more than what they're required to give or asked to give. And that's just because of the generosity that's in them. They don't look for the minimum. They, they just open their hearts and very often give the maximum. In Exodus 36, when they were building the tabernacle in the wilderness um, and Moses opened up the, the opportunity for people to come and give to the wards the building of the tabernacle, they were so moved in their heart by the Spirit of God that they gave way beyond what was even required for the building of the tabernacle. And so instead of a plea, you know, please can you give more, there had to be a commandment, please stop giving. We've got more than enough and we don't know what to do with the excess. And I mean, that's the liberality. That's the generosity of generous people, that they give more than often what they're asked to give. And the second thing is um, generous people give towards causes and we read it in second corinthians 8 second corinthians 9 the church in jerusalem was struggling they were poor they were broke and uh, paul spoke to and wrote to the macedonian churches and the churches in macedonia in particular the corinthian church and he says out of deep poverty you know they they um the generosity welled up and and they absolutely shocked the apostle paul in the generous giving and, and, um, and so and it was out of extreme poverty. So generous people give in response to a really good cause. And, and they go beyond. It's amazing. If you read that, those two passages, 2 Corinthians 8, 2 Corinthians 9, it's absolutely beautiful. Generous people, number three, give um, out of their substance, whether large or small. It's really interesting that um, Elijah went to a widow in Zarephath and then, you know, um, you know, I've got to, I'm speaking under correction. It was either Elisha um, or Elijah went um, to, yeah, it was Elijah that went to the widow of Zarephath. And I think it was Elisha to the wealthy Shunammite woman. And, and so one, one was out of uh, poverty gave, one out of um, an abundance gave. But both of them gave out of their substance. And it's one of the things that God requires for us to do is to give us, give out of our substance. And that is our finances, to give out of our finances. And so it's interesting 
that in Luke chapter 21, uh, Jesus sitting by the offering box watching um, as the money is put in. And, you know, Jesus wasn't being nosy and um, he wasn't doing it to make anybody feel awkward. He wasn't putting pressure on anybody. He was just sitting observing and he makes the note. Wealthy people gave and he said they gave out of their abundance. And it wasn't a criticism. Understand this. It wasn't a criticism. And, and praise God if you have an abundance and you can give out of your abundance. That's, it's such a blessing to be able to give out of an abundance and out of an overflow. And uh, But a, a poor widow woman came in and put in two little coins, two mites, and Jesus said, this woman has given more than anyone else. Not in amount, but in percentage. It was the sacrifice. It was the measure with which he gave. It was the cost to her um, that Jesus commended. And very often generous people, and it may not even be great amounts, but it is the, the, the degree of sacrifice with which they give. And, you know, our church, Airport Christian Fellowship, is full of people like that. You know, uh, they've got jobs. They, they might have blue-collar jobs or white-collar jobs. But when it comes time to give, they give and they give sacrificially. And uh, that giving blesses the heart of God. Number four, generous people give more than just their money. And uh, I'm going to come back to that a little bit later. But I just wanted to mention in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37, the story of the Good Samaritan. And uh, when there's this man beaten up on the road in different categories and classes, include, including a priest, passes by and sees this man bruised, battered, beaten up, bleeding, dying on the side of the road. And it was a Samaritan, somebody that you wouldn't have expected comes along and he pours in the oil and the wine and he takes this man and takes him to an inn and uh, pays all the bills in advance uh, for this man to recover. He goes over and beyond the call of duty. And, and generous people give more than their money. And I want to come, on, come back to this point a little bit later. They give of their time. They give of themselves emotionally. And um, generosity and a generous spirit is more than just giving of your finances. And something that we witnessed in the early church, Acts 2, 42 to 47, the, the magnanimity, the generosity, the liberality of spirit that was in that early community and, and that I know is in ACF and I know that is in all of you who are watching us. But um, generous people also give when it doesn't make sense. You know, in Genesis 45, when uh, Joseph's family come, the brothers come, and, you know, remember that they've been despicably evil to this young kid, you know, thrown him into pit, taken him out, sold him to the Ishmaelites. I mean, he goes through hell, you know, ends up in part of his house, then in prison for so many years and then elevated to a to IC of, of Egypt. And I mean, interprets the Pharaoh's dreams and, you know, the rest of the story. I don't want to go into all that detail. But finally, when his brothers come, they don't know who he is and they're asking for food to take home. You know, Joseph, you know, if he wasn't the man he was, this was a right opportunity, you know, to give him a piece of their mind at least you know, or to send them packing or whatever, but he just blesses them with just overwhelming generosity, fills their sacks, puts their money back in, blesses them out of their socks and sends them back. And, uh, and you know, it, it, it really doesn't make sense. Very often generous people are giving where, you know, people have hurt them, people have taken advantage of them, people have abused them. You know, it's one of the things that, 
you know, yeah, and, and it's been tough, but God has taught me to do <clears throat> and uh, giving to my, my enemies and blessing those that curse me and have, and have wronged me and done harm to me. You know, where I then have the opportunity to turn around and to bless them, even when it doesn't make sense. And so generous people give when it doesn't make sense. Number six, generous people give to help others, even, even when we differ maybe in opinion or differ in practice or differ in methodology with one another. We may not agree with what they're doing or how they're doing it. You know, one um, a particular pastor really blessed me. And, um, you know, he's with Africa Missions, runs Africa Missions. And they were raising funds to put on a, a, a roof of a church in, I believe it was in Kenya. And um, they raised the money, uh, came to churches in South Africa, and they went up and uh, they put this brand new roof um, on this church. Now, not far, just diagonally across the road, there was a Muslim mosque and their roof had been damaged in a storm. And he felt it in his heart to do it. And he went across to them and spoke to the imam and said, we're going to put a new roof on your mosque. And he did. Um, you know, they got together, generous Christians gave, and they put a new roof on, on that mosque. You know, <clears throat> that's what generous people do. Generous people give even when they differ from, from one another. Luke chapter 7 verses 1 to 10 records the story of the Roman centurion when he asked Jesus to come and heal his servant. And the comment is made about him. You know, he built our synagogue. And, you know, he didn't agree with their religion, um, their, their particular practice of worshiping God. But his generous spirit, he built a synagogue. And, of course, we read about, about that in as well. Another centurion is in, in um, Acts chapter 10, you know, Cornelius. And, of course, the spirit the Pentecost outpouring on the Gentiles happened in his home because of his prayer and his gifts to the poor. Generous, generous people. And, uh, you know, you know, when I'm going through this, I just want to start being generous. It, it just challenges me. Number seven, generous people give to see the impossible become possible. And they don't look at the size of the gift. Sometimes it is within their means for it to be done. You know, we have a precious family in our church and, um, you know, got behind the vision to extend our church and, you know, to just renovate it and do it up and just gave so generously and by and large made it possible. And, and uh, you know, for the whole church, for all of us, it was a vision that was impossible but they made it possible by the gift. But, you know, sometimes it's not the size of your gift. Sometimes the seed that you sow is what I call a breakthrough gift. I don't know. It's somehow it's not the full amount of money, but it's a seed form that's able to break something through and, and uh, just cause a lift in faith uh, to break some kind of opposition in the spirit. It, it's like a power seed that goes through. And many times, you know, God has spoken to me to sow a breakthrough gift into people's lives, into ministries and whatever. And, and it's, it's happened that way. And it's broken through and elevated people. And it's happened to me as well, where someone um, blessed me with, you know, the car of my dreams that I've been confessing, and they didn't even know uh, Bev and I had been saying, and I was confessing that particular particular vehicle, and they felt la uh, laid on their hearts by the Lord um, to bless us with that exact car. 
And um, what a gift. But you know, that gift broke Breb and I through financially. It was something that it lifted our faith. It took us to another level. And, and so generous people give to see the impossible become possible. Sometimes, as I said, not by the amount, because they can't give the full amount, but sometimes it's, it's you know, a seed, maybe a tenth, you know, maybe a portion of what is required for that vision. But it, it, it has that blah, breakthrough thing. Man, I love it. So generous people. And of course, a prime example of that is in Matthew chapter 14. Um, the little boy that gave his lunch, five loaves, two fishes. And, uh, you know, 5,000 men, add a wife, 10,000, add two kids, 20,000, easily, conservatively. Five loaves, two fishes, literally a little boy's lunch was given to Jesus. But the moment it was put into his hands, those 20,000 people were fed and there were 12 basketfuls left over one for each of the disciples that they could take home and feed their families with and man what an abundance what an excess that was a breakthrough seed the possible became impossible don't you just feel like giving and sowing when you hear these kind of things of course what it does for you um, is is incredible you know it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so if all of these things are true about the giving side of things, wow, what a blessing to be able to give. And those were Jesus' own words to the apostle Paul, uh, because he said in Jesus, the Lord's own words, that Paul did not see or hear Jesus. So it was in a visitation, you know, an appearance of Jesus to Paul, where he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Generous people give out of a transformed life. People become Christians become generous because of the generosity of God because of what it's done inside of them what has transpired in your heart I mean God has loosened up your heartstrings you know where you're like stingy and mean and small-minded and and um, anxious and fearful and holding on to everything like Scrooge and all this kind of thing and suddenly there's a liberality a generosity that's come inside of you and God just enlarges your spirit, enlarges your capacity, enlarges your thinking, enlarges your vision, enlarges your faith. And a personal transformation takes place in you that affects your bank balance, your wallet, where you're able to free up that finance and to give. And a great example, of course, is Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus was a very little man. Very little man was he. <clears throat> and I won't sing the rest of the song. But he climbed up into a sycamore tree because the Lord, he wanted to see. And, you know, this man was a tax collector and, of course, had taken advantage, you know. So, you know, it was value-added tax. And so he was stealing from people and plundered people. But Jesus looks up into his sees him and invites himself to his house for a meal. And such a transformation takes place that Zacchaeus stands up and he says, from whomever I've taken anything so on, I will give back fourfold. What a transformation. And it resulted in generosity. He could have just given back what he took with interest, or he could have given back double. But the, the liberality of spirit, the generosity of spirit was, I'll repay four times. And uh, what a blessing. You know, when God transforms our hearts, he transforms us into generous people. Now, you know, you know, revival is one of my favorite subjects, and I love revival, and I just want to see revival, but um, let, let's, let's carry on. But generous people, 
give out of their own poverty as well. And again, let's go back to the widow woman that just put in those two mites when Jesus was watching over that offering. Isn't it amazing? And, and, and very often you find that it's the people that are struggling that give the most. Normally, it's those people that keep the church going. It's not the wealthy. It's, it's those sacrificial gifts. It's the sacrificial giving of, of the ordinary members. Um, and, and they just sow and they give and they're giving out of their own need, out of their own poverty. And you know, it always blesses me. I, listen, I, I was there and I'm very often still there. And, and um, just giving it, I don't have anything else, but what I've got left, I'm going to give to God because I know this will do better sown than kept. It'll be better planted than remained in my, remaining in my hand. I, I know that if I keep this, I'm going to only go for minutes or days or weeks. But if I sow it, no, no, I'm going to make it till the next harvest. And so it's out of that deep need, out of deep poverty, that very often generous people are going. In fact, the most giving people are often the people with just ordinary jobs and, uh, you know, just ordinary cars, just ordinary whatever, just giving and giving and giving. And, and I tell you, it blesses the heart of God. It certainly blesses my heart. And I'm nowhere near as good as God. It blesses my heart. And then last point, before I touch on a few other things, and Johanna's going to come back, but generous people give when others will not. Mm, it's amazing to me. The Apostle Paul, he was ministering all the way across in Thessalonica. But, but the Philippian church, you know, how that church was started was a prayer meeting. And, um, you know, I think it was down by the river. The prayer meeting started and then he ended up in jail. And, of course, God just broke open the jail. But they didn't escape. They didn't run away. And, of course, the Philippian jail and his whole family um, got saved. And, and they nursed uh, Paul's wounds, Paul and Silas's wounds. But, but Paul is now ministering all the way across in Thessalonica. And, you know, very often out of sight, out of mind, but not for generous people. You know, generous people carry you in their hearts. You know, they're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And <clears throat> there's a generosity of spirit. So let me just have a sip generously of my water. Mm. Cheers. But generous people, um, they have um, incubative hearts, if I can put it that way. You know, they're, they're always ready to give. So the spirit is always brooding um, inside of them. Because, you see, generosity goes beyond just giving of money. As I mentioned earlier with the Good Samaritan, the a generosity of spirit means, uh, means so much more. It means that you carry people, you're concerned about people. Those generous in spirit make good intercessors, good prayer warriors, because they're giving of themselves to others in prayer. So we're moving away from money now, but let me just finish the story with, um, Paul and, and, and he's in Thessalonica and he writes back to the Philippians and he says not, not one other church shared with me except you uh, Philippian church thank you so much for sharing with me in other words and it was only the Philippian church and so generous people a generosity of spirit goes beyond the giving of finance it includes the giving of finance but it's more than that it's it's um, like I said, good intercessors or generous people because they're giving of their time in praying for other people and praying for your needs. We've got 
prayer chains in ACF. And often people are messaging and phoning and, and asking us to please pray. And of course, I post those prayer requests onto the prayer chain. And those dear intercessors get those WhatsApp messages or telephone calls. And they start giving of their time, giving of their energy, giving of their spirit and praying and interceding for those people's situations. You see, it takes people of a gener generous spirit to be a true intercessor, where they will give of themselves in prayer as well as their substance, as well as their finances. You know, ger generous people are good worshipers. Hey, Johan. Generous people are good worshipers, you know, because they're able to open their hearts and to give. They're so used to giving, they will give of themselves. They will give of their praise. They will give of their adoration. They will give of their worship. And we need to learn how to be generous, more generous, um, you know, with not only with our finances, but with our worship. You know, true worshipers are generous because they're just giving so much of themselves. They put effort and energy in. You know, they draw on the depth of their, their hearts and their minds and their emotion and they focus it on the Lord. And they generous people are good worshipers. And then generous people are good servers, you know. And, and I love serving people. I love it. You know, I, I, I love to serve the people of God. You know, I, I love to sit and prepare messages. But not only that, when we get to church, I don't mind serving. I don't mind making people coffee. I don't mind... Uh, wiping up floor. I don't mind going to the men's toilets and excuse it. It's, it's a little bit rough, but I don't mind going and cleaning up, you know, under the urinals or around the toilets or something. If I go in and I see this mess, I clean it up. You know, I don't call an usher. I clean it up, um, you know, because I love to serve. I love to give. And, you know, as generous people, generosity will overflow into serving, into giving to others. And, uh, you know, um, and putting their needs first. It's interesting how um, several passages in the Bible talk about serving one another and putting the interests of others be before ours. Now, that'll include your giving of your finance, but it'll be reflected in your ministry, um, in the way you serve in the body of Christ. And of course, um, it's the way that you serve outside the body of Christ, giving to other people as part of discipleship, as part as, as, part as your witness, as part as being... Um, you know, an evangelist is concerned, where you share the good news, where you share the gospel with them. You know, if you have got a generous spirit, you'll want to share Jesus with everybody. You know, you'll want to talk to them about the Lord. You'll want to share. You know, I, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to sound like that I'm bragging and bragging, you know, and making myself like the most generous person, but I'm moved by, by people's needs. And, and I know it touches people's lives when we as Christians are generous and giving, uh, not only with our finances, but but in every way, you know, um, just with the time, just to take time out, just to greet people. And it's amazing to me how so many people are so grumpy. And uh, especially during this, this lockdown thing, people are anxious, people are worried, but you watch the people who've got generous spirit. They walk in and yeah, they may be under pressure, but they're not only thinking about themselves, they're thinking of those people that are working there. They're thinking about the lady behind the till. They're thinking about the man that's standing at the door, spraying the sanitization liquid on, on your hands. And, uh, you know, I walked into Woolworths the other day and a lady walked past and um, walked in, in front of me. And oh my word, I mean, it was, it was horrendous because this lady was like 
you know, spray my hands, spray my hands. Where, where's, where's your wet wipes? Where's your wet wipes? What's the matter with you? Useless bunch of people, useless. And uh, the guy just stood there shocked, you know. I, I mean, uh, possibly just run out of wet wipes temporarily or something like this, but you know, they're normally so good. And, uh, but he was still standing there with a spray on bottle and, and I was right behind, I looked at him and I, and I just apologized. And I just uh, reached out my hands and he, he put the liquid and I said, thank you so much for what you're doing. I really appreciate it. Of course, I went in and this lady was whinging about, whinging about everything. And the thing that struck me was she had a mean, mean spirit, not generous at all. You know, we need to be generous just in our compliments, in our greetings, you know, in, in, in making people feel good. You know, I, I often say the mark of a true man of God or a true woman of God is when you leave them, how do you feel about yourself? How do they make you feel? And I remember um, Apostle Tini Cronier, and whenever I've been with him, you know, I, 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 you know, I've been around many preachers and men of God, and I'd always, whenever I left, majority of times, and I'd leave, and I'd feel like a failure, I'd feel useless, uh, you know, I'd just feel terrible, because, you know, they're there pumping themselves up and telling you what they're doing, and all this kind of thing, and just, you make you feel little, and you walk away feeling insignificant, you know, and insecure, but whenever I was with Pastor Tini Crony, or Apostle Tini Crony, whenever I left, I felt big. I felt on top of the world. I felt like I can do this thing. And Prophet Quirbus from Rensburg was exactly the same. You know, he'd always encourage you. You know, he, he, he had enough spirit. He had enough emotional um, um, overflow. He had enough mental maturity and emotional maturity to be able to minister into you generosity of spirit. That when you walked away, you felt like, I can do this thing that God has called me to do. I can get through this. I can make this life. I can make this lockdown. Come on. We need to be of generous spirit. Giving where others will not. Come on, that will mark us out. And so generosity in our worship. Generosity in our serving. Generosity to pray for others. Generosity of attitude is what I'm talking about now. Having an overflow of attitude, you know. And I see Andre Blachnode is posting um, scriptures for us um, to, to read as well. Thank you, Andre. And so we need to have that kind of a generous spirit. You know, we, we, you're larger than this mean little situation. Where you're bigger than lockdown, bigger than the COVID virus, bigger than the pressure that you're on. You know, somebody that has a generous spirit is not considering himself, is not selfish, self-focused, um, you know, self-concerned, self-interested, but you think of others, you know, generous spirit or somebody of magnanimous spirit is, is driven by love. Love is giving, love is about others. You know, self is about me, but love is about you. And so generosity of spirit is so magnificent. And, you know, Jesus was generous of spirit. When he was tired, when he was hungry, you know, um, he still ministered, still prayed still stood on his feet. He was being persecuted. He was being hounded. He was being harassed by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law. He was being opposed, but he had time for the sick. He had time for the broken. He had time for children. You know, he didn't shoo them away. He said, no, 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 don't stop the little children coming to me. They climbed on top of him and he, he had enough fortitude, enough uh, maturity to put aside the impending cross, 
to put aside the attitudes and the soulishness of wicked people and concentrate and minister out of the depth of spirit um, to those children. Who knows what those children became? And so come on, you know, when you stop and you put in petrol, look for the guy's name tag or the lady's name tag. Greet them by their name. You don't know what a battle they're going through. Be generous of spirit enough, maybe even to tip them. I always try to tip the petrol attendants, the security guards. You know, during this lockdown, I was here at our local pick and pay, and, and there was one or two um, security guards around, and I said, you know, have you been making much money? You know, because there's not many cars to look after. And they said, no, things are tough. Man, I took out the biggest note that I had and blessed him with it. I said, well, let, let this help you today and God bless you. And just the overwhelming gratitude. Come on, we need to be of such generous spirit, not just fob out some money, but, but minister out of a generous spirit at the same time with it. Now, we, we're running over time. I'm enjoying myself. And it's because all of you wonderful pe people over here are just drawing it out of me. And we need to come to the breaking of bread. But, but just let's, when we come to take communion today, let's remember the generous spirit that Jesus exhibited in giving everything, everything he gave up, the glory he gave up with his father, everything in the kenosis that he gave himself up, emptied himself to become like us, became obedient to death, even the death on a cross. The, the pain, physical, the pain, emotional, the spiritual um, anguish and everything that he went through, the generosity of spirit. Though he was rich for our sakes, he became poor. How he gave to us is incredible. Come on. It should bring such a transformation in us that we should be the most generous people on earth. So we're coming to communion. I hope you've got something. You've got some bread um, that you can break. You've got a cup that you can share. And Johanna's going to come back and he's going to just minister to us in song. I hope he hasn't run away, trusting that he's close by. I'm going to hear the ding dong just now. Johan, are you there? <laughs> he's back. And, ah, uh, oh, Johan, come on, just what a generous God, eh, Johan? Amen. That's amazing. <laughs> Would you agree with that, that it takes a generosity of spirit to be a worshiper? And an oh, intercession. No, I, I agree. Totally. Takes it takes generosity to be a minister of the gospel. And I don't mean a pastor, I mean people that share Jesus. Yes, no, it's all about giving. It's all about yeah. We we need a generous spirit. Would you lead us in a song appropriate as we come to break the bread and take the cup together? Would you join us? You've got this time to quickly run and go and get something if you haven't got it. Johan, thank you. I believe that you are able And I believe that you are good And I believe that you are with me Even now Yes, I believe that you are greater than every mountain that I face. Yes, I believe that you'll supply all I need, give all I need. Until the oceans run dry, my God is 
Well, if you got <clears throat> some bread, I'm going to bless the bread, the bread that you're holding as well, the biscuit, the wafer. We just bless it. You know, Jesus blessed it, gave thanks, and then he broke it. And I've cut it already, but um, he broke the bread, giving thanks. And we give thanks for the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for us, that um, we might be baptized into his body that we might receive all the benefits of that broken body. And so we have become one loaf together with him. We've become one loaf together with each other. But also the bread is the bread of his presence. And the bread is also the bread of his word. And so man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then bread is the children's healing. You know, healing is the children's bread that Jesus said. And so... You know, we forget not all his benefits. He forgives us all our sins and heals all of our disease. Man, I, I tell you this, um, just such an anointing right now. And I want you just to receive that bread. Come, let's eat together of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then after... Supper, he took the cup in the same way. He said, do this in remembrance of me every time you drink this cup. It's the new covenant in my blood. So it was ratified by blood. It was established by blood. Shedding of his blood brought the remission of our sins. And so we can celebrate tonight and thank the Lord for the forgiveness of our sins, the washing away of our transgressions. So, Lord, we want to bless the cup that everybody's drinking right now in Jesus' name. And uh, we want to thank you for the forgiveness of sins and the washing and the renewal um, and our rebirth by the Spirit in Jesus' name. Let's drink together. One cup, one body, one spirit. Amen. Johan, as we meditate on the goodness and the generosity, Johan, would you 
just lead us in another worship song before I just speak blessing over God's people. Amen. Make me a vessel of your peace Where there is war, let fighting cease And all that divides us Come reconcile us Make me a vessel of your peace Make me a vessel of your love Where there is hatred, break it up All creeds and colors, Lord, bind us together So pour me out, pour me out, pour me out, wherever I am, wherever I go, pour me out, God, pour me out, pour me out, wherever I am, wherever I go.
what a song. That's exactly what Jesus did. He poured himself out for us. And the Apostle Paul even said, even now I'm being poured out like a drink offering. Generous, generous, generous spirit. And uh, all of you that are watching, I know you are generous. So many names I recognize um, that have joined us tonight. And I know that you're generous spirit. And may you just continue um, to be generous. May your generosity overwhelm others. Isn't it amazing that Jesus talks about it, talks to us, or Paul talks to us about it, and he spells it out in Romans 12, how to be generous even towards our enemies, you know, to respond with love and to, you know, in so doing, heap burning coals on their heads, you know, not that consumes them, but it's putting love onto them. And so um, how awesome is that? And uh, so the Lord Jesus bless you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord turn his face towards you and cause always his favor to be your portion. That in all that you do, the favor of God has gone in advance of you. The favor of God follows you. The favor of God encompasses you. That you enjoy not only the favor of God, but the favor of people. And whatever you may have lost and whatever setback you may have gone through during this time of lockdown or even prior to lockdown, but that the favor of God, like was on Joseph, where it says that uh, because God was with him, you know, because God favored him, that you would have that portion, that though it feel like you're in prison, though it feel like you're being hindered, though it may feel like uh, you are in a setback situation, though it may feel like you've lost ground, that the favor of God that would cause people's favor to come to you would pick you up and put you in the front of the queue, will put you ahead as far as blessing and not behind. That will cause you to supernaturally catch up and it won't be by the end of the year. It will be before the end of the year. May the Lord protect you and keep you and go with you. May those almighty overshadowing wings be over you. May, may you just experience the feathers and the softness of the protection and the peace of God Almighty. May it be like with the Egyptians and the Israelites that they see darkness, but that you see light. That they experience plague, but you experience manna and blessing. That um, the, the enemies of God's people, they were the ones that would be in loss. And they were the ones that would be looking at us and uh, with envy and not the other way around. The Lord bless you with his peace. May your sleep be beautiful. The Lord builds the house, so he grants sleep and rest to his beloved. May your sleep be peaceful. May your sleep be restful. May your nightmares become visions and dreams of a brighter future. May your anxieties be converted into faith and hope for what lies ahead. May your stress become excitement as you anticipate what God is about to do for you because he has blessed you. So the Lord bless you, make his face shine upon you in every way, upon you and your family. May where you work be blessed because the light of the world is there every single day. The city that is on the hill that attracts the dew of Hermon that settles down and moistens that place and brings the favor and the blessing of God. Yeah. May goodness and mercy follow you all 
the days of your life and overtake you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. What do you say, Johan? Amen. All the way. Amen. Amen. That is awesome. I think you need to unmute your video. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. I say amen. Hallelujah. Well, bless you all. We love you. Why don't we let Johan sing us out? And when we get to the end, I will end the meeting. But let's just, Johan, just sing us out, brother. Bless you. You blessed us so many weeks in a row with your worship. And I see a lot of people um, online just saying, thank you, Johan. Bless you, Johan. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you for your generous spirit toward us. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for the privilege. Shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Oh
Thank you, Han. Yeah, what a blessing. We love his presence. That's why we get together like this. We wish it could be actual together in one building, one place, but Amen. praise God. We love his presence. That's the beauty of Pentecost. He said, I will be with you and I will be in you. So he's with us. So thank you, church. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget Friday night, 7 p.m. is the online prayer meeting. We had more than 90 people from all over the world. I think U.S. Virgin Islands, Nigeria, all over praying with us on Friday night. Um, so this Friday night, again, just have a look at our Facebook. You will see the WhatsApp. Click on it. You can join the group. We'll be starting at 7 o'clock sharp. Jade and I will be in the church, praying in the church, leading you through an hour of prayer. So please join us Friday night. Then Sunday morning, 8.45, and their first service, and then 10, 15, second service. In the following week, um, we will be having the Wednesday night meeting again, the prayer meeting again, and then... We'll be adding an extra service at 5 p.m. And on that service, I want to just um, take you through some and show you uh, a revival that is taking place now in a country you would never believe um, in the world today and where God is doing something absolutely phenomenal. And we're going to watch that from 5 o'clock until about 6, 6.30, um, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. 
So please join us for that. And uh, thank you once again for your faithful giving. Thank you for those who are even giving now. Um, you know, the details are on the website. We don't want you to suffer while others are being alleviated. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I believe it was, or uh, yeah, 2 Corinthians 9, but uh, that there might be equality. But thank you for faithfully supporting the ministry at Airport Christian Fellowship. We really appreciate it. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. Thank you, Johan. So we'll see you Friday night, 7 p.m. Bless you all. Thank you, church. We love you. Thank you for the amens that I got. I was watching them coming in and the hallelujahs. That Amen. keeps me going. Love you all. Bless you, Johan. Love to Taryn. Love to the girls. Thank you. Bless so you all. Cheers. Bye-bye. God bless you.